Good afternoon. It's Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, July the 6th. My mission is to serve you, the people of Cumberland North, to influence public policy for the greater good, to promote you, the people and our area, to grow our economy and our GDP, to improve population health, and to work towards us having a world-class healthcare system. That is my mission and my purpose that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. Last week in politics was a busy week. I was able to work uh, most of the week out of my office and most of the issues that came my way were around this global pandemic, specifically issues related to the border, also issues around healthcare access, internet, roads, the environment, housing, forestry, and nursing, among many others. The global pandemic caused by the COVID-19 coronavirus is continuing to affect everyone around the entire world. Now, here in Nova Scotia, we continue to do very well containing the virus and keeping our curve flat. We went 20 days actually with no positive cases within our province. We did have one positive case on June the 30th in the central zone, which is the Halifax area. Again, on July 1st, had another positive case in the central zone. And on July 2nd, we had a positive case in the western region, which is in the South Shore area. All three positive cases in Nova Scotia were travel related. The last one was a foreign worker that had come into our province. And in all three cases, um, the people had self-isolated after arriving into Nova Scotia. So we are confident that there was no community spread from any of these three individuals. Since July 2nd, we have had no positive, no more positive cases here in Nova Scotia. But we do know that that's not completely accurate. On the weekend, Prince Edward Island reported some new cases of COVID-19, and they traced uh, it back to actually to here in Nova Scotia, where a PEI man had come to Nova Scotia and had contact with an American citizen who was here in Nova Scotia and was positive with COVID-19. So I have shared my concerns with our Nova Scotia government since the beginning of this pandemic about the lack of public health, trace, health tracing being done here in Nova Scotia. Uh, we've known all along since March 22nd when the state of emergency was declared that no one has ever been turned away from our Nova Scotia borders and no tracking of people who is coming in uh, has been going on all along. Americans have been coming into Nova Scotia here since the state of emergency began um, with little to no tracking and contact tracing being done. So that is a concern and certainly it was addressed by our leader Tim Houston on Friday and the Premier did respond positively saying that if this is true that things will be ramped up to make sure that our Nova Scotia citizens are protected. So I'll be following up on that with our leader and ensuring that that in fact is the case that this tracking will be done of any um, American citizens coming into our province. I think the news about something from PEI contracting the virus from, from an American in Nova Scotia just emphasizes the need for all of us to continue to be vigilant with public health protocols to reduce the incidence of community spread of COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, please continue to do your part and the public health 
protocols, um, things that we know will help reduce infection, um, spread of infection, are things like physical distancing of six feet or more in public, washing your hands with soap and water, anytime you come in touch with something that someone else has touched, when that is not available, to use hand sanitizer. Uh, continue to clean and sanitize all surfaces. And masks, masks have become quite controversial, as you probably are aware. Uh, they are not mandatory here in Nova Scotia. Some research shows that masks can reduce the incidence of transmission of infection. So my advice to you um, as a registered nurse is why not wear a mask when you're in public? If there is a chance that it may help to reduce the transmission, um, then why would we not take that measure? I would recommend everyone having a mask and hand sanitizer with you, either in your vehicle or in your purse uh, or on your person, and then you have access to it in the event that you need it. And remember to stay home if you're sick. If you have any symptoms of COVID-19, please call 811 and get tested right away. It's certainly better to know if you are infected with COVID-19 so that you can better protect your loved ones and, and ensure that there's no spread of this virus in our communities. So we did all breathe a sigh of relief finally when the Atlantic bubble was announced and started on Friday. However, unfortunately, the new border controls uh, were not shared with public ahead of time on fr before Friday and the increase in traffic coupled with the increase in border questions created just a colossal disaster on Friday. And then it was nearly repeated again yesterday on Sunday. Uh, most of us uh, assumed that an Atlantic bubble meant that Maritimers would be able to move freely between the Maritime provinces. We had certainly advocated for that, and especially for people that have not seen their families since March or even earlier, and also for our businesses that need their customer base to be able to cross. Friday morning, I wasn't able to sleep really that well Thursday night, and so Friday morning I, I got up early and I thought, I'm just going to go out to the border and see, see how things are um, shaping up for the day. And by quarter after seven in the morning, there were already lineups to cross both into Nova Scotia and across into New Brunswick. And mo many of you listening know what happened. Uh, it, the lineups just continued to grow and grow throughout the day. Um, by mid-afternoon, it had become a very, very dangerous situation with... Uh, emergency services having great difficulty accessing the Trans-Canada Highway, um, hospital staff not being able to get to uh, work easily, uh, people that work on either side of the border, it was taking them two and a half, three hours to get to their place of employment. There were no bathrooms. People were waiting uh, in their vehicles or on the side of the road for up to three hours on the Nova Scotia side, traffic was backed up to Spring Hill on the Trans-Canada Highway. Uh, it's really quite a miracle that no one was killed or injured severely. And I will let you know that both on Friday and on Sunday, I was able to reach out and contact those in charge and ask them to, to, um, 
to quickly remedy the situation before there was an accident, before someone was injured severely. I have reached out to officials in uh, New Brunswick as well as Nova Scotia and asked them to meet urgently today, Monday, to discuss a solution to ensure that this border congestion, unsafe situations, is not allowed to happen again. I've asked them to consider, um, and I've asked them before, but I've asked them again today, to consider to allow the Atlantic bubble to work together as a region that they could track anyone that enters the bubble at entry points, such as the U.S.-Canada border, airports, train um, entries, anywhere where people comes into the bubble, but to allow free movement within the Atlantic bubble. Meaning, if, if they were to allow that, that they there's no need for any border tra- tracking between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick because we're allowing free movement within the bubble. I have asked them if they cannot agree to that recommendation that they do allow traffic for local and essential workers as well as truckers um, traveling between Cumberland and Westmoreland County to allow them to move freely. We cannot expect people to wait two to three hours in traffic to get to work uh, back and forth every day. So I have asked them to, if they are not willing to work together as a region and have a true Atlantic bubble, for them to please uh, create a pass system. So anyone living in Cumberland County would receive a pass that they could keep in their windshield that would allow them free movement and that one lane would be created on the highway for anyone that is local uh, and that lives in Cumberland County. So that is what I've asked for, and I'm hoping that a decision will be made on that today. Certainly, it's the most significant issue that I'm receiving emails, phone calls, messages about uh, on a daily basis, and sometimes up to 24 hours a day. So if you have concerns about this, uh, please continue to communicate that with me. But I also encourage you to reach out to other elected officials, both municipally and federally as well. Many people do believe that the restriction in interprovincial borders is of federal concern as our our Canadian Constitution clearly states that there should not be any restriction of movement between provinces. And certainly we're seeing that right here. And, and there's no question that our area of the province is impacted more dramatically than other areas of the province. But, you know, I think if anything, the border issues really emphasize the importance of Cumberland County to the rest of the province of Nova Scotia. This is the entry point. If anyone needs to leave other than by air or train, this is the path that they have to take. Also, anything coming into the province of goods and and products uh, must come across our Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border. We truly are the entry point to the province, and we need to ensure that it's safe, that there's safe passage, and we also need to ensure that all the citizens, all the people living here in, in our region, in our area, have our voices heard. On that note, I will share with you, there's a couple of other issues that I've been working on around healthcare. One is our maternity unit at the Cumberland Regional Hospital. I did receive communication last week from the Nova Scotia Health Authority, from the government, assuring me, and I want to pass this on to you, that our maternity unit at the hospital will be reopening and that they are actively working on training 
recruiting and training registered nurses uh, as well as licensed practical nurses for the obstetric unit. So I was reassured by receiving that communication last week and I wanted to pass that on to you. Another issue that I'm working on as well related to healthcare is making sure that no one is refused healthcare services whether they live in Nova Scotia or New Brunswick. That again, once again, we live in the country of Canada. We are governed under the Canada Health Act where no one is supposed to re- be refused healthcare services uh, regardless of what province they live in in this country. So actively working on that as well. So moving away from health and the pandemic, I want to share with you, you know, one of the one of the goals in my mission statement that I share with you each and every week is that I want to be able to promote the people and the area. So in the spirit of that, and especially looking at the importance of our businesses uh, needing to have increased traffic and, and increased business right now, I'm working on a marketing plan for Cumberland North. And my goal is to promote the people and the area through this marketing plan. Did you know that we have the warmest waters north of the state of Virginia? Did you know that we have four amazing golf courses right here in Cumberland North? They are Wallace River, beautiful nine-hole course in Wallace. We have Fox Harbor. We have Northumberland Links, as well as the Amherst Golf Course. So I'm going to be promoting um, all four of those golf courses to people around Atlantic Canada to come and come to our area to enjoy our golf courses. We also have several provincial parks and beaches, and I'll, I'll list them in case there's some there that some of you listeners have not uh, been to before. I encourage you to visit. This summer, we have the Tidnish Dock Provincial Park, Amherst Shore, which uh, is allows for overnight camping and tenting. It's beautiful. I was in there last week. It's just beautiful. We have the Northport Beach Provincial Park, Heather's Beach, and Heather's Beach does have a lifeguard on duty each and every day. We have the Gulf Shore Provincial Park, Fox Harbor, as well as the Blue Sea Provincial Park. And they're quite, uh, they're quite nice. Most of them have a fair amount of sandy beach and also quite private. There's not a lot of people at any of them. So you could go and take your family. They also have a lot of grassy areas. So if you want to play soccer or play any outdoor games, there's quite a bit of area. There's picnic tables where you can go and take your lunch and have a nice place to sit as well. We also have um, several businesses such as the Amershore Country Inn, which is now open for dinner reservations on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evenings. Uh, Mary's actually started doing some baking. And so if you're looking for bread, fresh bread or cheesecakes or other baking items, just give her a call and place an order. Uh, Their chalets are open for locals and for tourists as well. It's a great place, uh, even for us locals, to get away. If you're like Marie and I and have all your adult children back home during the pandemic and you're looking for a little getaway, um, the Amershore Country Inn would be a great place for you to consider. If you're looking for local drinks, um, you could visit Trider Beer, which is located in the Amherst Industrial Park. We also have Bella Vista Farms, which is in Malagash, and they make uh, cider. And I bought a couple of bottles last week. One was a, a rhubarb cider, and it was very refreshing. Very, It was kind of like a, had a bit of a sparkly, um, kind of like almost like a sparkly wine type 
type of uh, flavor. But anyway, it's very nice. And then, of course, we have Yost Vineyard, which is also in Malagash. They have a restaurant cafe that is open as well. So lots of places to visit and things to do and see in Cumberland North. We have many restaurants uh, along the drive, many places to eat right here in Amherst. Duncan's Pub opened on Sunday, and I wanted to be the first customer. Unfortunately, I was the second. Um, someone else had called just two minutes before I did, but yes, Duncan's Pub did open yesterday and will be open from now on. We have Breakfast at Brittany's. We have Bambino's, Freddy's, Frank and Gino's, Art of Eating Deli, Birkinshaw's Tea Room, Bliss Cafe in Dale's Grand Market. There's Chestnut Cafe in Pugwash. I ate there last week. Beautiful. Oh my goodness, I had some clam chowder. It was just beautiful, beautiful. Cheryl's Bakery in Pugwash and in the Elms. Uh, again, Yoast has a place to eat. Mahone's in Wallace has great fish and chips. Beautiful. And then the Malagash Market makes fresh pizza. And there's some other places uh, like D&E Smoked Meats on Willow Street Extension here outside of Amherst. Uh, and several other places as well, which I'll be mentioning in weeks to come. So just want to encourage us that live in the area to make sure that we're out supporting our local businesses. Uh, we need to do everything we can to boost our local economy. I'd like to wish uh, birthday greetings to anyone that's celebrating a birthday this week. On Wednesday, Kitty Baxter is celebrating a birthday as well as Amy Melanson. And Carl LeBlanc, many of us know Carl, Carl LeBlanc has a birthday this week as well. I'd like to send out my sympathies to anyone that may have lost a loved one recently. I'd like to spe specifically mention today my sympathies to the family of Stuart Smith, his beautiful wife, Beverly, uh, is a dear friend of mine, and certainly have been thinking a lot about Beverly and her children during this time. I'd also like to send sympathies to the family of Karen Crow. Karen was a registered nurse at our hospital. She ran, used to run the prenatal clinic. She also was a lactation consultant. And years ago, um, her and I worked together with a support group for other breastfeeding moms. She was an amazing woman that really cared, a real professional. She will be missed by, by all of us. Um, and just thinking of her family and friends at this time. And, and also thinking of anyone else, um, want to send my sympathies to anyone else that has lost a loved one at this time. I'd like to thank CFTA 107.9 as well as Ron Bickle for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my weekly MLA constituency update. If you have any concerns with our provincial government or services, please reach out to me. My phone number is 902-661-2288. Again, 902-661-2288. My role as your MLA is to serve you within the provincial government. In my role as MLA, I am working on a few pieces of legislation that I believe need to be amended and reworked. And I'm looking forward to presenting that in the legislature when we do resume, and hopefully that will be sooner than later. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves and take care of one another.